This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify, the global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. A shocking headline coming out of uh, New Brunswick with a warning from the RCMP about what some kids are doing online and the reporting that a number of kids... Children, like we're talking 8 to 12, were caught voluntarily sharing naked photos of themselves and then uploading them to public sites. And it's pretty unusual for the police to come forward with this kind of information, but it's obvious and, and, and that they're doing so because an alarming number of kids are continuing to go online and not, not just exploit each other, but they're all too happy to exploit themselves. And I think it's clear that kids just aren't getting the message about, you know, the pitfalls, pitfalls of all the online activity they're getting access to. And, and essentially, we're giving them access to. And, and this goes way beyond what they learn in sex ed or what goes on with parenting, because they're doing it despite all the warnings they're getting. So maybe it's time, you know, because we talk an awful lot about, you know, when kids get their phones and parents say, well, you know, we'll get at 12, 13, you know, maybe it is time that we change our whole attitudes on the technology that we just kind of hand over to our kids because they're just not getting it. Let's bring in Paul Davis to this question, uh, to this conversation. Of course, he's an educator on social media, bullying and sexting. And, uh, you know, would he be shocked at this headline? Probably not. He joins us now. Paul, I mean, I, I like to think that I don't get shocked by, by things anymore, but eight years old, what are kids at eight years old voluntarily sharing such images? Well, I think we, fee- we need to address the root cause of the problem. And number one, this is a parenting failure at, at the core. Eight years old with technology, isolation, and then the ability to take and transmit a nude image this is where parents have let their kids down. They've provided them technology. They've probably surfed. They're, they're watching pornography. They're being told how to do it at school. They come home. They do it. They see it. They become desensitized to it. And this is what happens. Am I shocked? The only reason I'm saying I'm not shocked is because I've read about this happening in the U.K. a few years ago at young as eight years of age. Now that it's over here in our own backyard, I, I still feel it except I can't say I'm shocked because I know it's already happened. But this is all preventable. It's just that parents aren't understanding the power of technology. And when they, when they subscribe to, I want to give my kids some privacy and I want to get them out of my hair and I want, to just, I want them to be quiet for a few hours, they're exploring, yet they have no idea what they're exploring. Right. I mean, for the police to proactively put this story out it is being done for a reason. It's because they're shocked in themselves that, that the numbers aren't actually going down. Um, you know, we hear about St. Mike's and we've done stories since then, but we're just hearing more and more about these cases. And, and it's not enough to say, well, they don't have the sex ed curriculum, whatever. That, that's not what this is. I mean, we've got kids who are simply just not learning. So does this now become a conversation of um, not when do we give our kids the technology or do we give the kids the technology? Because clearly they don't respect it. Right. So I've always asked parents, why do they need a device at a certain age and why do they need access to the Internet? And the answers I get from parents range from A to Z. My point is when a a parent empowers their child with a device that connects to the Internet, 
they have to put certain rules in place. And I'll give you my list of rules, which are really simple. Number mm-hmm. one, that technology never makes its way into their bedroom. Number two, they must have what are called human restrictions, meaning they will be in the area restricting what their child will do and spend time with their child, this old-fashioned thing that our parents used to do with us, which is when they're on a device because they're so young and they're just exploring that they need to be there to guide them. Now, the argument is, what happens when I'm not around? Well, Mm -hmm. buy yourself what's called an app-enabled router, which can control that device and the restrictions in terms of websites they can visit, who they can connect with, the amount of time they're on a certain platform, and put those restrictions in place. Number three, approve everyone that they're communicating with. Now, why an eight-year-old is texting someone is baffling. They shouldn't be. There should be human interaction. But if they're going to, understand who they are. And for the love of privacy, make sure you read your children's texts and understand who is luring them, who is suggesting to take certain pictures and the types of pictures. Understand their texting language, which means you have to go online and do some homework and understand what does that term mean because it's foreign to me. And then, this is going to sound odd, get your kid off the ability to watch YouTube videos unsupervised. There's no pornography on video on YouTube, but there's a ton of sexuality on it and right. very, very suggestive. So if you, your child needs to be on YouTube, you download what's called YouTube Kids, where they filter most of the content that comes in. Put these simple processes in place, and you'll restrict the ability for them to be subjected to pornography and sexuality and know who they're communicating with, knowing that if someone is trying to coax them into sending such a picture, they will put a stop to it. The one thing I ask parents to ask their children is this. If they're in grade four, five, six or younger, ask them, what does it mean to send or receive an inappropriate image? If the answer happens to be sending a mean face or funny face, that's fantastic. You have pure innocence in Mm -hmm. front of you. If the child responds to you, body parts, sexuality, sexiness, something to do with the lines in the lines of sexuality, it's time to have a conversation because that means they're already being subjected to it. They know of it. And maybe this is their way to now open up to you. So is, when is a time when they come to you and say, here's what I know, but you have to understand that they're being exposed to this stuff at a younger, younger age, not necessarily in your home. It could be even at school. You never know. Have that conversation. It's so critically important. Right. I mean, it's hard to imagine that the children in in this particular case out of New Brunswick um, can understand. I mean, an eight-year-old is just not sexually um, mature enough to understand, I think, the ramifications. But that in itself is the danger, is that they don't understand their sexuality and they're putting it out there for people who very much want their sexuality. Oh, there, listen, there's a huge yeah. market for, for that type of image yeah. in the, in the inter, Internet underground. The, what parents need to know is that they're becoming, so they don't understand their sexuality, but they're being desensitized to it by being exposed to the sexuality on YouTube and porn sites. And at a click of a button in a Google search, finding pornography. So if parents don't put restrictions in place and Google safe search and app-enabled routers, they will be subjected to it. So you can do the best that you can in your home, and now you have to deal with the outside world. But that child effectively shouldn't be outside of a parent's realm with a device that connects to the internet, especially at eight years of age. No, I, and, and it, it blows my mind, uh, and to me that is a sign of bad parenting. I mean, anyone who's giving their child a phone that early, it, that's just, to me, complete laziness. But it's also very reckless because we're hearing about these uh, cases more and more. Uh, and despite the, the big headlines, like the St. Mike's case and, and like Retea Parsons, for all the activism and uh, information that's gotten out, for whatever reason, kids aren't picking it up. Either they think that they're beyond the rules or they're different somehow, but they're not getting it, which means the parents have to do even more. 
The educational system will only give so much. There's only one of me going around educating to the best of my ability. This falls on the shoulders of the parents. But Alex, this is a personal story. Mm-hmm. I've met parents mm-hmm. literally who've said, Paul, I know about this. I don't need to attend your presentation. And that is the that statement in itself is the foundation as to why kids are being failed by their parents. If I get invited to law enforcement to educate them on what I know, and then I have to hear a parent say, oh, I know all about this stuff, therein lies the problem. They don't. They need to constantly be educated. I educate myself monthly on everything I don't know, and I've been in IT for 28 years. So if you're not educated and you think you know it all, that's where the kid gets, gets lost in the shuffle, and that's really, really hard. So what is the what is the answer then? Because clearly what we're doing now is not working. And I think you could probably go into every school and do a talk, but we're still going to be talking about this next year, probably the year after. It'll just be a different set of kids. Where does the conversation go now? Parents need to educate themselves. They need to have conversations with their children. They need to stop hiding behind um, political decisions. They need to stop hiding behind religious um, uh, listen, religion plays a big part in this where, no, my religion doesn't allow this to happen, so it would never happen to my child. And I've gone to the most religious of institutions where we said, guys, we have to stop hiding behind our religion because this happens everywhere, regardless of your race, your background, your religion. We have to start talking about it. That's the key, but parents need to be educated. So we need to educate our children, and then our parents need to be educated so they can carry on the conversation further to the education of the child, whether it be in school, from a speaker like me, or whether they hear it at another uh, occasion. They need to start the conversation, and it can't be once. It has to be continual so these children understand. Right, but then how do you make the parents understand? Because a lot of the dialogue is, well, you know, I have to get my child a phone because I need to be able to stay in touch with them. They have to have a way of contacting me, etc. So I'm getting the phone because they're at that age, and everyone has to have one. Um, you know, we hear that all the time, and so it's just become a given that kids are going to get phones, and then we get these headlines. Well, there's always two outs that I have with that yeah. argument. Number one, uh, you can go to Amazon and pick up a flip phone for $50, dual SIM, unlocked, delivered right. to your door. So that excuse is really out the window because if you want your child to communicate, there are ways to do it without giving them a thousand So in other words, yeah, buy them a phone. Just don't buy them the state-of-the-art, uh, you know, uh, espionage spy phone that China's put out. One thousand percent. And if they have to say, okay, well, you know what, I have a hand-me-down iPhone, I'm going to give them, you know what, go ahead. But you're going to not give them a data plan so they can't access the internet while they're outside of your being. Mm-hmm. And number two, you're going to restrict the ability for them to connect to any external Wi-Fi connection. So it'll yeah. be a smartphone, except they'll just be able to text and make phone calls, and they'll be able to use internet access when they are within your realm, your home, your visibility. And parents can do that, but it takes them to understand it, which means it takes them to go and get knowledge, and they can do all this. All of this is available. They're choosing not to do it. And listen, I'm not painting every parent in the same brush. There are some amazing parents out there that go hardcore Mm -hmm. on this, and those kids are being well-served. It's those that choose not to care or allegedly know it all because there are solutions. And the solution for an eight-year-old is not a $1,000 smartphone. It's a simple flip phone. Yeah. Well, we'll stay tuned and see where the conversation takes us. But uh, you're preaching to this choir. I'm on your your side on this issue. Thank you so much. Appreciate it. Anytime, Alex. That is Paul Davis uh, joining us tonight. You're on point. I'm Alex Pearson. This is Global News Radio.